For the next couple of episodes, I want to talk about how something all of us have in our house, namely uh, Velcro or hook and loop fastener, has something important to teach us about the life of faith. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon Lutheran Church in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. It's good to be with you as always. Uh, this past Sunday was a f- minor festival of the church here called the Baptism of Our Lord. That's significant for my uh, message today because that means that the week following that is always the week here at St. Philip the Deacon when we celebrate uh, the rite called affirmation of baptism or sometimes called confirmation. So we have a number of activities throughout this week when we um, celebrate, in our case, ninth graders who have moved over the last three or four years through a process of education and faith building and we uh, have services, special services uh, this Saturday and actually I have some midweek services about that. In those Saturday services, uh, almost every year, I talk about faith in the context for those uh, confirmands, in the context of an item that all of us have at home. And I want to share a bit of that same message in this episode and the next episode. And that uh, everyday item is, um, well, the the brand name is Velcro. Uh, It's also called Hook and Loop Fastener, or I think it's some, the, the brand I've got here is called Reclosable fastener, but it's made up, as you probably know, of uh, loops on one side and hooks on the other that catch those loops and create a strong bond. So one of the reasons this is a useful tool in the life of faith is, this is a sort of a thought experiment, is in the life of faith, how are we related to God? Are we the hooks or are we the loops, right? So If we are the hooks, which are the, uh, I'll call it the active part of the hook and loop fastener, then the responsibility is on us. Uh, Let's say, you know, again, this is all images or metaphors, but if the, the loops are above us in heaven and we're down here being the hooks, then we're the ones reaching up to God, trying to uh, connect with God. On the other hand, if we are the uh, loops and God is the hooks, then the image, again, metaphorically, is that God is the one doing the work. God is the one reaching to us, trying to connect with us all the time. And I want to suggest today that it turns out there is, in my estimation anyway, a correct answer to this question. And the answer is that we are the loops. Um, And let me start by just saying a word about if we think about it the other way around. If we assume we're the hooks, that is going to lead to one of two places. It's going to lead either to presumption or despair. Presumption because we'll say, look at what I did. Look at what I accomplished. I I got in good with God, that on the one hand, emphasis on me or I, uh, or If we worry that our relationship with God is not what it might be, it will lead to despair. Oh, I must have done something wrong. I must not have completed something. I must have messed something up, which is not allowing me to be in right relationship with God. Um, On the other hand, if we think of ourselves as the, um, the loops and God is the one reaching out to us, our basic posture is simply one of 
gratitude. Because it's not about anything we have or haven't done, um, but rather it's about God's initiative always reaching out to us, trying to remind us of God's great love for us. So let me give you just a few quick examples, uh, biblically, and then one example that's from a poem that reinforce this idea that it's that God is the active one and we are the ones who always and only receive God's love. Okay, these are they're real straightforward and simple, but I think make the point. Um, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 16, uh, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Again, God is the active one. We are the passive ones. We're the ones receiving God's love. Similarly, Isaiah chapter 43, now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear. For what? I, God, have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Not the other way around. Um, maybe most famously, we don't maybe think about this a lot, but Psalm 23, there's a verse towards the end which is familiar to all of us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, is the passage as most of us understand it or have heard it. A better translation of that original Hebrew from follow me is really uh, pursue. Surely goodness and mercy shall pursue me. Surely goodness and mercy shall hunt me down. Will never let me go. Will always seek me out. Again, a very active sense of God's love for us, which brings me um, to uh, the poem I'm thinking of related to this. It's a poem, um, a very famous poem called The Hound of Heaven. Um, it was influential in the lives of both G.K. Chesterton and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, by an English poet named Francis Thompson. Um, it's a long poem. Not, I'm not going to read it here, but the whole impact of that poem um, is, again, about the hound of heaven. It's about uh, God being portrayed as a hound who is in the business of chasing us down. And to the degree we fear that love, um, eventually in the poet's language, he, he ch is, runs away from that love his whole life until finally he turns around and realizes, oh my gosh, this God who's been pursuing me is pursuing me for, for good reasons, not, and I don't need to be afraid of that. So again, um, the point of this, this is gonna be a two-part, um, couple of, of episodes related to this imagery around Velcro, Velcro, excuse me, or hook and loop. The point of this one is to remind us um, that it is uh, far better to think of ourselves as the hooks, the loops, I'm sorry, boy. It's far better to think of ourselves as the loops who are receiving the active love of God who is always the one hooking us. Um, and in the next episode, I'm going to say a word about, well, what does that leave for us to do then, which is a fair question. Until then, I'd be interested in your thoughts. Is this imagery helpful? Does it make sense? Uh, is there an image that comes to mind for you? I'm not suggesting this is the only way to think about the relationship with God, clearly. But I think, for me, I, I think it's a helpful one. I'd love to know what you think as well in the comments below. Until next time, as always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.